You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I am thrilled that you are here because I want to make sure you know about my guest today and his incredible book. Today, I have Jack Campiel's protege, Mr. Bark Boldazar, who wrote an incredible book called Unleash Your Future, the powerful five-step formula to transform your dreams into reality through the law of attraction. (laughs) But before we get into that, I just want to mention that the Law of Attraction Radio Network is coming up on our 15th year on Internet Radio. Wow, I am amazed. Talk about time flying by. It's so hard to believe that it's still going strong with so many listeners in so many countries throughout the world. You know, just 15 years ago, I could not have seen this much success happening in the future. Truthfully, it was not something that I visualized because internet radio was so new, I had no idea what to expect or where it was going. I know that in the beginning, I struggled with internet terminology And it was difficult to put things together. I had no idea (laughs) what streams were in the Internet world or even what an RSS feed was. Nor did I know anything about instant downloads. But somehow, when I felt like throwing up my hands in total frustration, the universe always delivered me the answers that I needed to move forward in the creation mode of Law of Attraction Radio Network. Now, looking back, I still get amazed that it has grown so much with me not knowing a thing about the Internet. Back then, I was a huge Abraham Hicks follower. You see, I do not, nor have I ever really considered myself to be a teacher of the Law of Attraction. When I started my show, I didn't have any of the answers. I just wanted to ask questions of Law of Attraction people. I wanted to ask scientific questions of the greats like Jack Campbell, Greg Braden, Bruce Lipton, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Marie Diamond, and many, many more. Matter of fact, I think I have interviewed all of the secret stars and more beyond that. I really, really wanted to know the answers. Well, Fortunately, this still has not changed. I still have a strong desire to learn more. Although I do have more knowledge today to help people realize their dreams, especially during hypnosis sessions. So that is why I keep saying that the law of attraction is expanding. Because as we individually grow, the entire collective consciousness grows through us, through everyone that is listening 
the entire world is expanding with this knowledge. You know that every question gave me some terrific answer that allowed me to expand my thinking. Not only my thinking, but again, I discovered many listeners got the answers that they were looking for. I know that the Law of Attraction Radio Network took me worldwide, even to Nigeria and Europe, to not only meet listeners, but to experience some really incredible, amazing manifestations that still give me tingles. I think during the last 15 years, I've had about 12 cruises, which were so much fun and in which I got to meet the actual listeners of the network from all over the world. And I'm hoping before too long that we can move forward with even more events because the best thing about events are the people who come from all over the world. Their success stories help my expansion even more. It's never ending. You know, I've never, ever expected the success but I did know that I wanted to learn more about this incredible knowledge from all these authors and great teachers like Dr. Joe Vitale oh my gosh he is so wonderful I had a very strong desire to know more because it gave me the knowledge about the power that I possess well, then maybe, perhaps, just perhaps, it could give hope to those who needed to know more as well. It's from this desire of wanting to understand and know more about the law of attraction that it brought me to a place where I am today. And truthfully, I just keep putting one foot forward, allowing the universe to take the entire network where it needs to go and I'm doing it because my desire for knowledge has not stopped if anything it's just increased so this is my promise to you with every radio show that comes on to Law of Attraction radio network and with every article in Law of Attraction magazine I can promise that you will grow with everything. You will become that incredible manifester. And even more, you're going to look back and see, wow, I really am powerful. And to me, that is everything. So stay with me. I can promise you that the best is yet to be. So let's take a fast commercial break and then we're going to talk to Mr. Mark Baldazar who wrote the book Unleash Your Future. This is really a great interview and that's all I'm going to say because I want to dive into it so you can get some great information. So let's go. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries. 
Come join us on Facebook for your daily dose of inspiration and action that reveals the secret within you. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Radio Network. That's facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Radio Network. Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Well, welcome, Mark Balazar, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm so excited to have you on because, oh my goodness, you are really a Law of Attraction expert. Yes, um, it's something I'm passionate about. Um, I've been doing this for, well, my study of the law for 10 to 15 years, and I really came came to this after watching The Secret, reading some of the books, and just really wanting to create what was missing for me, which was a how-to. Because as a scientist, I want to know how things work so that I can make them work for me on a consistent basis. So um, that's what I've been doing for the last 10 to 15 years. It's kind of led me here. Oh, wow. Wow. 10, 15. So this radio show is 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so we're right in sync already. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is terrific. So, um, all right, now let's uh, dive into the law of attraction. What do you think has been the blocking point for many of the fans who are still having trouble manifesting what they really want? I think uh, the biggest blocking point is um, a misconception of what the law of attraction is. I think this misconception is the law of attraction is some um, tool or some gimmick thing that I do when I want to create something. Um, and so that's when I use it when, in fact, in its name, the law, if it's a law, it has to be universal and it has to be all the time. And if it has to be all the time, then it isn't just that you pick and choose. And I think by thinking of it as this something that's outside that I can use when I want to and, and, and it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of my life, that actually, I think, is that misconception keeps people from actually really living the life that the law actually enables you to live when you understand it when you understand it. So 
it has to do with your own concept of how brilliant you really are, that you can pick all of this up and, and place what you need to activate and make this go. And really, it has to do with our inner most behaviors, our, the way our mind thinks, really, doesn't it? Absolutely. So the, the mental part of this is, is big, but as it's generally stated in a very high level, you know, as you think, so you receive, as you think, so you experience, it's really too high of a level to get your hands around. I, I have lots of thoughts. I mean, there are studies saying you may have 50, 60,000 thoughts a day. Okay. So which one of those thoughts become my reality? So really the, the what I boiled it down to is a simple I don't get into a lot to, well, what's happening at how, how are thoughts becoming reality, you know, quantum physics, there's a lot of work going on in that area about what's happening. Uh, but I focus on how, how to do I engage to make it happen. And I, I liken this to um, the analogy of, of creating a campfire. So for a fire to occur, there's there, it needs three things. So in, out in science, there's a fire triangle. You have to have fuel, which, so if you're going to have a campfire, um, you have firewood, you need oxygen, which we have in the air, and then you need a spark. So I'm not a boy scout, so I'll usually bring a match, right? But if you don't, if you take one of those three out of the triangle, you, you will not have a fire. You, if you don't have, um, if you can't rub two sticks together, you don't have a match. You may have a nice pile of wood on, on the ground, but so it's the same way with, um, how do you program the universe um, through the law of attraction? There's three components that you need to program the law of attraction. One is the thought, but the thought has to be, you know, it's focus of thought. Two, which is like the oxygen for the fire is belief, not belief in the law, but belief in that whatever you're focused on is personally possible for you because you can't manif- manifest anything you don't believe in. You were just talking earlier about the inner work that needs to go on. And then the third part is the energy. What's that passion or energy that you're putting in um, to, to fuel uh, with your thought and your belief. Now, the law doesn't care whether it's something you want or something you don't want. And this is where it comes to the misconception. If you're thinking all day about you're going to get fired, if you believe you're going to get fired because your boss doesn't like you and you're, and you get generate all this high level of fear, you, you have a pretty negative campfire of losing your job as your experience. And that to, to me, if we, so if we can think about it in that way, um, now we can come to it and say, all right, now I can work with this. Okay. So, yeah. So you're paying attention to yeah. what you're thinking. If you're negative, guess what? That is putting the fire on the negative in order for it to manifest out. So, how do we stop the negative thoughts? Well, I think the, the first thing is rolling them back to where they're rooted. And so often that rolls back to your beliefs, which could come way back to when you were young, these limiting beliefs, right? So we end up with, hey, we may want to have this success, but somewhere along our way, we may not believe we're worthy. We may not believe um, it's possible for us. So first, we have to kind of look back and see if we're not manifesting what, what, what we would like and we're getting what we don't like, which are these negative programs, we have to come back and figure out first with belief because 
almost invariably when I talk to somebody, it'll come back. Well, I want to experience this, but I don't really believe it. So these things I don't believe, which were the opposite of that, which are the negatives are, are what you program. Now, one of the things with this triangle you can do that kind of helps put this in a visual perspective is you can take this negative program that you're running and you can take the three sides of the triangle, the personal belief and the energy and the focus, and you can rate each side one to 10 and then multiply them together and get a number. And the bigger that number, the bigger that program is like you're beaming it up like the bat signal to the universe. So what you find a lot of times in these competing programs, something you want is balanced. Like you have this competing force of the opposite because of all these other fears. You can measure the strength of these two, see where your discrepancy is, and then you work to reduce the size of the negative and increase the size of the positive one you want. And this is where it takes work and it takes practice and it takes other tools to go out. And it's where the law is not just, oh, I'm just going to think I want this. I got to sit back and here it comes. Where is it? It's not here yet. <laughs> and they get mad. It doesn't yes. work. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but you did that when you created your book, Unleash the Future, correct? Yes. So if I, if I look back through how the book um, Unleash Your Future came out, it, it, it's, it's written not only in the how-to sense of how to use the law, but in the, my personal journey with the law and developing the system, as well as my co-author Takara Sheeler, her parallel paths. They're different types of paths. So if I look at what I'm doing today, I'm living the life of an independent consultant. I do business consulting. I do the law of attraction. I wrote the book. If you roll back five plus years ago and I just said, well, let's measure the strength of that triangle. It was zero oh. because I didn't have any belief that I, that could work for me. My belief was, okay, I'm a scientist. You know, I graduated with a degree in chemistry 30 plus years ago. My path to success is working for a big corporation, doing what, you know, the, these expectations of success, I'm living this life of, you know, successful life, but I'm not happy, but I didn't believe I could do anything other than that. So if I looked at what was the size of the program, me working in a job I didn't really like for a big corporation, um, taking care of my family, that program was huge, even though it really wasn't what I wanted to be experiencing as, you know, and as time continued to go on, I realized I have to change this if I want to experience this freedom of working on my own and doing these things. I have, through the understanding of the law, I made the thing that I was experiencing that I didn't want like almost non-existent and the thing that I did want much bigger. And that's what the universe has um, manifested in my life. So it is true that we can have anything we desire because you just proved that. I proved it on being on the air for 15 years. So if that's the case, though, what the missing component is the other two, we can see it, we need to feel it. And we need to believe it, believe it, of course. And that's the hardest one. I mean, because we get caught up in so many, you know, think about all the people that are in your life, um, your family, your friends, all the things you hear, right? You know, a lot of times I don't even talk about what I'm doing yeah. because, <laughs> you know, that I, there'll be so many people, oh, that's nuts. That's, that's crazy. Like there's, <laughs> like, I don't need like any more doubts. I can create enough of my own. I don't need someone else to, to, to fuel them more. 
Um, and it's, I think uh, that that's a pretty, that that's something to really focus on. You know, I, I like to think uh, I, I, I use the term identity theft that so often we're victims of identity theft and not the credit card kind of identity theft, but our true identity, our beliefs. Oh, wow. What do we think is possible? We, we give it over. We allow somebody else to define, like I was living wow. this successful corporate life. Well, I wasn't happy. So is that successful? But I was living somebody else's definition of success. When you're younger, you, you know, it can be anyone from your parents to coaches, to teachers, that tell you things like, Hey, you're not good at this. You're not, I always kid with my best friend. You know, we were athletes when we were growing up and he was a, a very good baseball player and he, and he was a decent basketball player. But one day we're in high school basketball practice and the coach says, Hey, you're worthless and pathetic. Right. Well, he never played basketball after that. Oh, wow. And so think about how that plays out all through your life in so many places. Well, we allow all that, 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 just steals our identity. Yes, it does. So how do we, I mean, cause it's going to happen. It's yes. going to happen in life. So how do we counteract what somebody says and we lose our focus? We lose our desire all because of something somebody told us. Well, that's where some of this, if, they, if this is way back before you were thinking, you, you, you have to deconstruct and get to these places. You know, there are various tools and techniques. Hey, you might go to a therapist, hypnotherapy, you know, all these things that can work through because these things are only true if you make them true. It doesn't matter if your parents told you something, it, it doesn't define you. Or if you, you listen to things now, it doesn't define you. So there's one of the things that, that, that we have in, uh, on the website in the book is bringing tools in. So you can say, if I need to work on beliefs, here are all those places, here are different tools and go out and find the things that help, help you work on that limiting belief. And depending on how deeply rooted it is, you may need to go and do more deep work with maybe professional help that kind of helps you work through that and, um, and move to the next level. So then once you can leave that behind, then you can uh, work going forward. Now, if it's happening today, one of the things you, we have to think about too is just like physically, we look at our diet. What are we eating? You got to be very conscious of what you're bringing into your mind. What are you reading? What are you watching? What are, you know, what, what, what's happening? So I, I really try to focus on what am I allowing to come into my, um, to my field of, of view, whether it be television, radio, wherever, or, or the people around me. Sometimes there are people like you kind of grow, you know, you grow through time and certain people that were very close to you in the past, you know, maybe now it's, there's a time to move on. Well, it also comes down to self-discipline for you to pull yourself away from listening to that or for you to stay true to what you want. It exactly. really does take a lot of gumption to stay true. Exactly. And this is, again, this goes back to with the first question around the barriers to the law of attraction. Like if you go out and do an internet search, a you know, Google search on law of attraction, you'll see a gazillion things out there and everybody wants to tell you how easy it is. Come do my system. It's so easy, <laughs> right? No, it doesn't work that way. And, and this is, it's not easy. It takes work. It's like anything, right? I, this is why I talk about the law of attraction, like the game of baseball. 
right? The game of baseball is essentially the same from the time you're the, the first play at five or six or seven, you hit off the tee. The rules are the same. You hit, you catch, you field, you throw all the way from being little, all the way to the highest level of professional. And it's the same for soccer. Same thing, right? Well, what, so think about this. So you're um, this six-year-old who just hits off the tee. And then you said, I love this game of baseball. I think tomorrow I'm going to go to my favorite Major League Baseball park. I think I'm going to step into the batter's box against that Major League pitcher throwing a 95-mile-an-hour fastball or slider. First pitch, I'm going to swing and hit a home run. Chances of that are like zero. And it's the same thing with the law of attraction. You just hear about the law of attraction. It's effortless. Ah, I'm just going to go and I'm now I'm going to uh, – I just heard about this. I'm going to manifest a million dollars. Boom. No million dollars. Yeah. What's that? And so you have to, but when you, with the, with the mechanism and the, uh, the way we have the system laid out, you can now see where you can work. So that young six-year-old that works his way through works on hitting, fielding, you know, pitching, throwing, running all these elements. He grows to this major league player. It's the same way with the law of attraction. You understand what you need to work on and you grow yourself into a major league manifester. That is so true. You have to work yourself up to a major league manifester. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So it's been 15 years I've been doing that. And that's the first time somebody's put it in such logical sequence. You, you, you just can't jump into it. You got to work your way up. And unfortunately, People, we, we're so conditioned nowadays to wanting that immediate solution, the immediate yeah. gratification instant. And, it, and, and, you know, people will say, oh, well, it takes hard work. It does take hard work, but not just hard work. Like I know lots of people that work really hard that aren't really creating the life they want. Hard work when you know what the rules of the game are. You can work really hard playing a game and lose every time if you don't know the rules. You have to know the rules. You have to know the rules. That is so important. So in your book, it has the strategy laid out. Is that correct? Yes. We have a, the simple five-step formula, which starts with the mental program, at which I mentioned. And then, as I said, you, you don't just sit back and say, oh, it's programmed. I, I'm all good. Then you got to take action. But it's just not any action. Sometimes this other thing that we try to do is we have a lot of planners who like, I'm going to have 57 action items from one to 57, and that's going to plot my course. Well, if we action plan from only what we know, we're going to generally speaking end up in the same place. But if we allow ourselves to tap into our intuition, our inspired action, and take a first step that's different, that moves us a little bit in a new direction. It opens up new possibilities and we keep going out in this new way to allow, it allows the universe to show us things that our conscious and conditioned mind wouldn't see if we stay on the same path we're always on. So that inspired, taking inspired action and take the first one or two and then allow, and then become, as you said earlier, you have to be observant, allow the, watch what the universe is telling you. Oh, this is where I wanted to go. I want to do more of this. And, that's how you get to these new places and new experiences. If we just follow our old ways, we end up with the same old experiences. And sometimes the, the universe will force you to uh, get going in the right direction. It was that for me. I kept on, I was a CEO of some chamber of commerces and I kept on getting fired. 
and I was good at my job. I made them a lot of money, but the universe kept on slapping me down. And you know what? It was such a big blessing because I was forced then to look within me. I was forced to start creating a totally new path and forced to recognize the things. I mean, 15 years ago, there wasn't a law of attraction radio. There was no radio on the internet. Right. <laughs> it was like, okay, I didn't know what to do, but that was so fortunate that the universe kept on slapping me down and making me focus saying, Oh, I guess I better do something else. <laughs> I think you're hitting on two really important points there. The first one is when the, the uh, things happen, we, we have to, we have two choices. One, we can do, we can look and say, okay, this is now an opportunity, right? Everything's an opportunity. Or we can't, oh, this is so horrible now. And we can, we can spin into these other places. And when, what I hear you say, you look at this as an opportunity, okay, I'm going to do this thing. And a lot of times these happen and, and it was, it was the same for me. I wasn't living my passion anymore. I could be successful and I was good and I was making the company a lot of money. But it just, you could see the end of the road. And then the other part that you said is like, okay, well, there wasn't this internet radio. These things weren't going on. The fifth part, the fifth piece of the formula is um, keep the faith. And that is trust that the law works. If you just be like, if you're in timing, say, oh, it didn't happen now, can't work. No, you, you have to go back and say, what, what, are, what are the inputs? Maybe my program's not strong enough yet, but you, but you were talking about is you were keeping the faith of knowing where you were going. Yes, I, I was. And um, it was hard, but I didn't know what I was doing. And everything kept on coming to me that allowed me to stay focused and accomplish something. I mean, being a pioneer in internet radio, that was, that was a major feat, but by golly, I got distracted and I just let go. And the universe started bringing me all of these things. It's like, I'm not a teacher of the law of attraction, but I sure love interviewing the teachers because this is how I learn. And that's what I needed at that time. And listening to you is exactly what I need. So I, I'm so grateful. I'm in the part where I'm not a teacher, but I sure get the info right on first time and I can put it out to the world. Yeah. And that see that is, was a big missing. So 15 years ago, when you started 15 years ago, when I started, it wasn't like I could just go around and find all this and try yeah. to figure, you know, I, there, there's this ton of stuff there. Were, you know, there were things obviously out there in the internet and the secret was there. And there were these books, some old books, like Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. The one that really spoke to me that I really kind of honed into and used as a guide was The Science of Mind by Ernest Holmes, which oh if you gosh. look at it, it's not, but he's not really calling it the law of attraction. He's not, but he's looking at it as a science. So I'm like, okay. So this then sparked me to say, I'm a scientist, so I'm going to use my scientific training and discipline to create something that's missing, right? This, not the, there's so much where a lot of discussion on the quantum physics. If I told you all the quantum physics are going on, it's not going to help you one bit uh, right. to manifest anything, right? <laughs> right? And so my career in the corporate world with science was not about 
teaching people the deep theories of the science, I, what I did and what I still do today consulting is how does that science apply to what you're doing and how do you make it simple so you can make money from it, so you can create success from it? And that's what I said, you know, this setting out to do. But then once you get it there, then the whole point is there's this bit of getting it out into the world. So you're doing a great service to the world of bringing the information out, bringing differing perspectives and opinions so people can say, hey, I think that resonates with me, I wanna follow this a little bit more or I like this piece here and that piece because at the end of the day, the only person that can prove this to you and can make it work for you is you. I can't make that for you. No one else who's teaching law of attraction can make that. Only the student, only you can make it happen for you. And that's what you were describing. You found your way there, but you're saying, okay, well, I'm the student. I don't wanna teach it, but I wanna communicate what all these other teachers are saying. So we're, we're this big community that are all geared towards helping the world become a better place. Exactly right. And to me, right now, we're at a place that is divinely orchestrated because it's like right now is the time that you come up, you, you're talking about that. This is what everybody needs to know how powerful they are. And that's what's lacking in the churches and everything. It's everything else is powerful, but you're not powerful. And that's what my big message is. The listeners are powerful and they can choose what's going to work for them. They will know intuitively. Am I right? Absolutely. I think one, so you, you're always a choice. You're, you're, you're the one the powerful creator of your experience, right? But too often we like to look outside. And I think a big part of that is when we look outside is, well, then we can abdicate responsibility. So it's it's at one level, it feels more comfortable. Well, I'm not responsible. This is why I think also my theory of why people don't like to look at the law of attraction as a total thing. Oh, well, if it works everywhere, then all those things that I don't like then the only person that I have to look to at for responsibility is me. And I'd rather those things be someone else's responsibility and only the things I want to go after be my responsibility. But it can't be that way. Everything's your responsibility. And, yeah. you know, yeah. So. Um, How long did it take me to learn that? Even listening to all of the law of attraction people, the teachers, it took me forever. But once I accepted it, that's when everything turned around. Well, what I, I, I think that's true because when you accept it, and there's another thing in the book that um, there's two things in the book, and one for this acceptance piece. Um, we talk about the grief cycle, the five stages of grief. Oh, yeah. So to come to acceptance of the law, you're going to grieve this fact of somebody else's to blame or somebody else's responsible. That's so true. you're grieving the loss of the way you knew life to be. So, and it's okay and it's natural. Allow yourself to go through the cycle and you eventually come around to acceptance, but it can't be if you, if you don't get to full acceptance, like you, where you just described and you're trying to stand one foot in this world of LOA and, and another foot in this world where someone else is responsible, you're never going to get to the place or, or create consistently the experiences in life you wish to have. You are so right on target. Yeah. Now this is important you are talking about the stages that we all go through and we all have to go through them. We can't ignore one. And sometimes they're not pleasant. And sometimes you think, Oh, I'm never going to get this. Yes. But the truth is eventually 
life does get a lot easier and and i'm here to tell you it does get a lot easier it, there's no doubt about it if i would say like if someone asked me hey what's the biggest difference in life now of you living through the law of attraction as a way of life versus before it's the reduction of stress because when you understand hey i'm i am in control of what i create you know big thing comes along okay well if i panic and and make my mind go crazy well that's what i'm going to create so when i know how it works it, you can stay calm and then just okay here's my, here's my plan everything's an opportunity oh i want i want a little bit of a direction new direct okay now where am i at where am i going so just the the reduction in stress has been incredible right right okay so how did um uh, the COVID, and I'm asking a lot of people this, how did the COVID affect? Why did we create this? Just your opinion. And uh, what do you see that's going to be happening? Well, I mean, I think when you think about these larger collective things that can happen, right? So if as a singular mind, we create in our life, we, we can also create at a, at a collective mind. How exactly COVID came into that? Certainly, you could look at COVID in a couple of different ways. You could look at it as this: um, you know, we we created this this stressful experience, and it may have been a an outcrop of all this stress that we're having, all this negativity, right? So that part, exactly how I, I kind of just sit it out there and say, collective mind can create. And if you look at our collective mind, and if you look at the media and all kinds of things, there's a lot of negativity in a collective mind. Right. So something negative coming out of the collective mind would not be surprising. Now, what has COVID done and where is it going? You know, what always struck me as interesting was when I read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. He's writing this back in the time of the depression. And I'm thinking, man, it just doesn't really seem like the time that this thought, but now having um, been writing and finishing the book and finishing, putting all this together and during the time of COVID, it's like, ah, it's actually the perfect time because it's the time when people need it the most. When we kind of swing to this more hopeless phase or these negativities come, now we can step back and say, okay, where am I in my personal power? And I can focus on yeah, lots of bad things happened with the COVID. Lots of people died. Both of my daughters got COVID. Thank oh, goodness man. they both, you know, were fine and got through that. But out of everything, you again, you have to look at it and very early on. I'm like, oh man, businesses, you know, everything just slowed down. I'm going to lose. I could have thought I'm going to lose clients, all this stuff. And I just say, you know what? Just keep the focus going forward and look at all the things that I can't control and uh, this is a situation. What do I do? So out of that, yes, I lost some clients, but I gained some clients. Mm. One of the things that's really transformed is like this, where people are so much more accustomed now and used to being on Zoom. Now the ability to interconnect with people will be even greater. Yeah. Because one of the things that I think out, of, you know, coming out there, there's a great need now. People need to have the hope. They need to understand they're empowered. But as you come to the law, one of the things, as I go back to the baseball or soccer analogy, one of the things I think it really helps the individual is to have a coach or to be part of a community. 
to help have the discussions to kind of get through all these things, right? Because through the sharing, we also learn. Well, the Zoom and the way everybody is interconnected virtually, that community can be global. It doesn't have to be, you know, oh, have this live meetup in this part of the world you're at. Exactly. And so that simplifies our life, to tell you the truth. If we don't have to pack up, get on a plane and go to an event, then we can just watch it from the comfort of our homes. Then we're in a better position to actually grasp more. Right, because we have more time. Exactly. We have more, we have more time to think about the things that are going on, more time to, to, to experience more, more time to try different things out. Right. You know, we think about, oh, well, you know, I've traveled a lot through my my life and career. Um, And you think like, oh, you're going to do all these things, all this time traveling. I can do all these things. Well, I I didn't really. You're tired. A lot of times I'm there. I'm listening to music or something. I'm not always using my time as efficiently as possible. But in this world where there's so much less of that going on, I'm my mind's clear. I, I have much more time and I've really, and it, it gave me time really to finish the book in a way where I could just write without, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be disrupted. I'm going to be in a way next week and all these kind of things that were going on prior to that world. So now will that all that go away? Probably not because there's still this human in, interaction that's important, but I think there'll be far less of it required than it had ever been done before. Yeah, I do too. Um, I, I didn't like going through COVID, but now that we're almost through it, it I am seeing the blessings from it. And yeah, there were, yes, I, I, on that blessing part, one of the things our family, like uh, the, the closeness of, uh, of our family, because of so many places you couldn't go. Um, and we had like clustered in a bubble with um, my uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law and our nephews. They live a couple blocks away and our kids are the same age. We spent so much time together as a family playing family games. We, there, there are memories that, you know, we have now that they, these funny things that have happened that for the rest of our life, there'll be certain little stories or little words we can say. And we'll, all of us will remember when it was and what we were doing. So that, that, that was a blessing out of it out of this time yeah you know uh for the law of attraction radio network you know um a lot of people could then listen to it at more times they could Mm re-listen as well so where we were all stuck at home the law of attraction radio network flourished like you wouldn't believe i mean with more listeners than we've ever had and that is a really wonderful thing. It's something I didn't anticipate. Through well, all of that huddling down brought more listeners. And I think there's the time, but also it's the topic. You know, we've, we've touched on it here. It's the, the same empowerment, the hope, right? I, you know, out of this, you want to feel like, okay, what can I do? I can't go change that this happened or, you know, there, there's this collective, but I can do something about what, what I do, where I'm going with it, right? Where do I let my mind get to? Where am I going? And so by being able to come to places like the Law of Attraction Radio Network in the magazine and see and read, I, 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 I can, it's, it's a hopeful place, right? right? It, it is, but the flip side is that people be, we talked about the responsibility one, they, they can at first take this and say, Oh, 
I want to get caught up in and beating myself up for all these things that I've um, experienced in the past that I created. Well, there's no value in that, right? No, there's none. So you just have to let that go and then look at all the hope to the future. And that's why like Unleash Your Future was such a powerful title for us because you, your future is being created right now, right? It's not created from the past and your past doesn't define you because every now moment you have, once you pass through, becomes a part of your past. So if you create new and different now moments, it changes the average of your past to something more of what you want your future to be. But everything you do now creates your future. And I just want to state, you know, I think psychotherapy is very powerful. But when you go to the coaches of the law of attraction, they're keeping you focused, not only on your dreams, but allowing you to discover your own inner power. I think that is so important. It really I think, is. Yeah. And I think there's this bit about if you go to like psychotherapy, almost by definition, when you go there, you're, you're going with a mindset that there's something wrong. Yes. And that just creates a whole kind of dynamic within yourself. Powerlessness. You say, yes. Po- that's right. So and, there, and it's too often you see it with kids where, oh, okay, well, I'm going to put them on some medication to do this or that versus how do we, if you understand more and just allow, think about the, the wellness or how, how the mind's working and where it's going. Um, and you, you can experiment with, with yourself. Now, uh, clearly there's this point at which you need, like there's a place where you need help. It's sort of like on the physical side, if your bone's broken, you know, it's a really good idea to see a doctor. Yeah, but it I, is. But I think on this other side, there's too much where, you know, you can get labeled that there's something wrong with me versus no, I just, how there are these simple things that someone can coach me through. And when I, when I start creating some wins, I feel better. My confidence goes and, and all kind of things turn around. That's the difference. If you're going to a psychotherapist or, or someone to help you mentally adjust and they're not diving in on your personal power, then I would suggest hightailing it out of there <laughs> because there's nothing more important than you discovering how powerful you are. That, I believe, is one of the reasons we came to this planet is that we, we've got to stop listening. I'm not powerless. By golly, I can do anything. And I will, I prove it. And I think um, that is a hundred percent true. And it's interesting because when you understand that for yourself, right now, you you have to, now you can look outside and say, okay, I'm a parent. What I do, what I say to my kids affects what they're, what what they believe is possible for them. It affects what they're going to program and what they're going to do. So, I mean, as I was kind of working through developing this, I was very conscious with the words I would use with my daughters. So my oldest daughter, she is a super people person, right? So she's in college now going for um, social work and counseling and psychology, but she's not a math person. Like in her mind, math works differently. So, you know, you got to go through school and you have to take math. They're always drilling math. And she'd say, I'm not good at math. I said, stop. That is not true. You see math differently, right? You, you have a different way of math. So don't tell yourself you're not good at math. And so those words, like we think, and it, think about 
if from the time she was in first grade through the time she graduated high school, if she said that every time and I agreed with her, um, what would her, what would she have thought about math when she got to college? Right. Impossible. Versus like, hey, no, you're not. You're just you, you see math differently. So she's come out into college. She's the math courses she has to take. She's not getting bad grades on math. She's she's getting solid B's in math. She feels really good because she learned, okay, this is I have to work differently because I see it differently. Well, that's a gift we give our kids. That's a gift we give those around us on when we understand I don't want to be responsible like or or, uh, of using my influence for um, a, a negative purpose. Now, most of the time parents, friends, whatever, they're not trying to influence in a negative way. We always think right. we're, we're doing, but when you become conscious of how this works, you now think about your words in a whole different way. That is so true. And I know it just hit home with everybody listening. That is powerful. That is powerful. So not only do we change our lives, but we have to watch what we say to our loved ones or the people around us because it will influence them as well. So we want to stay with that law of attraction uh, metaphor. We want to stay with that and push that out. I think that's kind of our responsibility now, the people who understand what the law of attraction is all about. Absolutely. And I think the when you understand the law of attraction, it's like it makes us the world is full of abundance, right? So right. The, the the other model is we're all in this competitive world going for a limited amount of resources, a limited amount of success, a limited amount of abundance. That's not really the way it is. That's just the what what well we're we've created in our mind and that's what we come to experience. So when we see that this is an unlimited world of abundance. And we all, if I create success through the law of attraction, it's not taking away from your success or anyone else. Now, when you look at it in that world, well, it's, it feels great to collaborate because why not help? Why not have everybody experience that? It's like, I don't have to think, oh, well, if I do that and I help that person over there, that might take something away from me. No, it actually helps even more because as you help others, you learn more and we keep manifesting more together. Um, and if we can get into that mindset, then think about how the world changes. Mm. If we do that, you know, like one of the things I wanted to do, I would say, like, I want to change the world for the better one thought at a time. When you teach people how to manifest and people are manifesting, they're creating more of what they want and they're rippling that out. The world's happier. It's a more calm, peaceful, loving place. So why didn't people start doing this automatically? Um, gosh, 50, 100, 150 years ago. They did, but what stopped them from being at that happy place? Well, I think, um, you know, there's, if you look through history, there's a lot of controlling mechanisms that go on out there. I mean, so if you just even look through, um, like, as civilizations organized, so well before, right, you know, you've got flight or um, fright or flight, or, you know, you're right. trying to survive. But when we got into organized, world, you can see it in religions, governments. Well, people are, it's greed, whatever. It's like, I want to control. I want everything to be under my control. Right. And so there's this sense of, you know, we have these, it's this rational or or this this logical mind. Okay. I got to, I have to control everything from here. And then if I, but if I allow someone else, then they're controlling that I may lose control. So I think it really comes down to that bit of 
this misconception that of this competitive world and that some want to, it's not enough to have everybody be happy. I want, I'm not happy unless I'm controlling 99% of all the wealth and the 1% everybody else can have, but you get into this world. So just think about if you, you look at the, the super wealthy, right? You have super wealthy that are, that do all kind of philanthropic activities. They're giving money away. They're doing things and others who are like hoarding, they're not doing any of that. Right. I'm not saying what's right or wrong for them, but it's like, you, you can just see that kind of playing out. My world is, it's always about giving, giving away. So in this world of the law of attraction, I like to call my philosophy, the miracle on 34th street philosophy. So the Christmas movie with the Macy yeah. Santa Claus it's like, I want to show, so, you know, people would come into Macy's and he'd say, you know what, Macy's doesn't have this, you, or it's not as good here, go over here and uh, buy it at this other, go buy it at Gimbel's. Then Mr. Macy gets all upset, calls Santa Claus in and oh, you can't do this. And then eventually all the customers could say, hey, Mr. Macy, this is great. I'm so happy that you sent me out. I'm going to buy everything I can at Macy's. Well, I want to do the same thing. It's like, I'm bringing a, a, a mechanism and a model to the world about how this works. And, you know, if you resonate with me and you want to work with me or Takara, that's great. But if you spent money on something else and you're like, oh, now it makes sense, or there's another coach or there's something that makes sense, go and find the places where you, that will work for you and, and hang it on this model and know, know where it works. I, I want this to be a place where you can help make more sense of, of being a discerning consumer so you can find the things you need to help you become a better manifester. Oh, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. And, and that just brought this whole thing into a different higher platform for us to look at. Yeah, it is. We need everyone to take control of themselves. Don't be controlled, but learn how to do the process so you can manifest what you want. I mean, truly, you want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to be happy. I don't want to control another living soul. It's none of my business. And I feel good about that. So let's just help people find the the beauty in their life and so that they can just create more. And Absolutely. that is what you are all about. Unleash the future. Find the good in life and be happy, create. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's, that's what life is all about, right? Is you're here to under, come to understand these powers, to work with them and then create. We weren't meant to come here. You know, there's philosophies out there. Oh, well, you have to suffer and you have to do yeah. all these things. I, I mean, if, if you logically kind of roll that through, it's like, it, it has no logical um, uh, interconnection. It doesn't make any sense. That's but if right. it's like, we're all here, you know, we're, we're created in the image of the creator. We're endowed with these powers, you know, it's to go out and experience that and, and to help others in the same way. And when, you know, when you say like, Hey, love your neighbor as yourself, when you help your neighbor create as, as you would create on your own, you just, it just keeps rippling out and the, and it's, it's, this world's a, a better place. And I think we, you, you hit on it earlier. I mean, if there was ever a time we need that, that hope and that, that feeling it's now. It is. It's right now. And your book, I'm highly going to recommend this 
unleash the future. The future is ours. What are we waiting for? Unleash it. Get this book, read it. You're going to love it because I do believe this man, Mark, is going to be a superstar in the law of attraction (laughs) arena. And I am absolutely delighted by him. And I'm going to bring you back on. That would be great. I love talking about this. Fantastic. (laughs) So much great information. And it's so affirming with you. We can just feel it. It, It's just very powerful. So thank you, Mark. I do appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having me, Jules. It's been been fun and energizing. Uh, Yes, it's um, always up when I talk about this subject, right? And you know, those things, when your energy's up, you're in a great place to manifest. That's right. I'm going to stay here all day. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mark. All right. Thank you, Jules. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.